Hey guys, welcome back to the second half of this episode of We Don't Want a Harry Potter. Excuse us for the abrupt intro here. As I mentioned previously, this has just been clipped and split into two episodes. So, without further ado, here are our final thoughts on the end and the climax of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So, okay. I want to unpack this prophecy just a little bit. Why is everyone, including Voldy, so bought into this prophecy? Like, everyone is just like, here's this prophecy and is like, oh, that's absolutely gospel truth. Uh, we're going to freak out and like, you know, I'm going to spend... The next 50 years trying to make sure all this, you know, comes to pass or whatever. Like, what do I not know about prophecy that this is like, oh, this is absolutely real. Even Voldy is like, yeah, this is absolutely real and I have to prevent this. The way I like to look at it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> this, is, this is opinion. This is an opinion piece, everyone. Okay. The prophecies are all kept in the Department of Mysteries, right? Sure. Okay, sure. so they're obviously something that people don't completely understand. Sure. They're being studied. I like to think of it as it's something that people don't understand and things that people don't understand, they're they afraid fear. of. Yeah, okay. Okay, Jake. Boy, Zach, you want to try and follow up that act? Because that was very convincing. <laughs> I, I do. I do, actually, yeah. So Because it, it's a perfect piggyback. Uh so, I'll show you the perfect piggyback if you know what I mean. <laughs> Pretty sure Zach's about to start oinking. <laughs> Zach's twirling his shit-ass mustache. Um, okay, so we we have already learned through dialogue that that Voldemort's biggest fear is death, right? Yes, definitely. We have also learned that Voldemort only knows of the beginning part of the prophecy. Right. The one who will vanquish the Dark Lord, you know, will be born as the seventh month dies. Right. Uh, he does not know what the rest of the prophecy says. He, does, he right. wants to understand how and why, right? Right. That's why he was trying to get this prophecy so badly. Because he wanted to know the rest of it. I, I legitimately, I, I kind of stand against your, your point or your observation. I don't actually think everybody is bought into it. I think, I think the reason that it's been left there is because Dumbledore and whoever he has shared, if anybody, right, with, 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 like, in the order about the prophecy, are like, this doesn't matter. Like, we, we, we don't need to place all of our coins on this prophecy. Like... We can't make that big of a bet. We don't understand it fully. And the only thing that's important is making sure that Voldemort does not make sense of it, of of his downfall, right? Because it's Voldemort's fault that that he's the one that made the the decision to target Harry. So he's the one that that made Harry the quote-unquote chosen one or whatever the fuck, right? Yes, correct. So 
it's not even necessarily like, hey, heck yeah, gung-ho prophecy. It's just like, hey, let's just do what we can to keep it out of Voldemort's hands because he is obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And let's fucking go on with everything else we need to do in order to, you know, solve, you know, th- this problem that is the Dark Lord. But, but like, but why would he even take it? Why would he even entertain that? Why would he take it seriously at all? Is it like something to do with like Dumbledore? offhand mentions like Trelawney is like the great granddaughter of some like very famous like seer and is he just like has he maybe like heard of this does he know who she is and is like Voldemort know of prophecies or well I'm sure he knows of like prophecies I'm saying specifically why does he take this one so deadly seriously that he's like I'm gonna go fucking fuck up these potters well i mean think about this dude think about how powerful voldemort is and how he lives in his own head and how he's the greatest dark sorcerer ever blah 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 blah. and his largest fear is death if somebody is out there saying to dumbledore the one with the power to vanquish the dark lord rises yeah you fucking bet your ass that he's gonna try and figure that shit out he he's he's terrified of it he wants he wants to move ahead of it to me, the the way I viewed Voldemort is like he's he's so high on himself that he would the vision pay, the pay vision no I've had of him is he's just so high on himself he'd be like fucking whatever dude I'm the hottest shit in town nothing can touch me I, think maybe I, I could that's see that why. but I I think that there's a lot of of very intentional I mean really honestly it's mostly through their dialogue like with Dumbledore and Voldemort but like we learn I mean seriously like. There are things that are much worse than death, and Dumbledore has to lecture him on that because, because Voldemort is obsessed with the idea of not wanting to die. He's obsessed with it. There are things much worse than death, Tom. I still As Sean Connery once said. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I would just like to point. I th- I'm pretty sure I did not research this, so don't fact check this. Uh, the actor don't that plays Dumbledore us. is Scottish, uh, just like Sean Connery. So the accent, the the the, the voice checks out. <laughs> Dick. Okay, fine. Fuck off, Jake. <laughs> I heard that. Mm. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. I just I, listen. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just like everyone. Just like for all the bullshit, especially coming from Talani, for all the bullshit prophecies she has made. Everyone just jumps on this one. Not everyone. You're right, Zach. I shouldn't say. Specifically, Dumble and Voldy jump on board this one, and they're like, yep, we're riding this prophecy train. This is 100% accurate. We're on board, baby. I I, th- I think that somebody is as skilled and as, like, I, I guess, aged as Dumbledore and experienced as Dumbledore. I mean, th- think about the scene that we had when, when Trelawney made the prophecy... Uh, about the one, you know, like the Dark Lord servant will return to his service and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a pretty obvious switch mm-hmm. on like, yes. okay, there's something happening here. And so a wizard like Dumbledore meeting with her and then that happening, I think it would be pretty obvious to somebody like Dumbledore that like, uh, okay, this is a prophecy. It, w- it would be kind of hard to ignore, but he also even says when he's talking about that, he's like, I kind of went and met her as a courtesy. I was not gonna have divination be a subject actually at all so he almost seems like he doesn't even believe in divination and prophecy at all and he was just kind of doing this as a courtesy 
And so then she I, does this thing, and he kind of flip-flops. I have to ask, because I can't remember where this is, mm-hmm. so I want to make sure I'm not saying something ahead of time, but, like, does Dumbledore explain the the um, interaction? Like, no, like this where is, he heard it? This is to come. Yeah, it was in... There's, there's more to this. It was oh. in the boar's head. They were getting deli meats, right? <laughs> Does he okay? Let me yeah. let me let me rephrase my question. Does he explain how Voldemort heard of this? Oh no, not okay. That. All right, then no. we'll talk about this later. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, not completely. Well, somebody, some. All well, okay. What he says is, uh, the boar's head has like uh, he he makes a crack about how like as you and your friends found out, the boar's head attracts a little bit rougher evil clientele and one of them overheard it and but then they were thrown out and so they only heard part of it that's basically the extent of what he says okay so he doesn't Um, say who it is but he says basically someone overheard part of it yeah there's a lot more to this okay well the way jake was reacting i figured it's just specifically like what he heard and what he chose i mentioned this in our last episode scott like what voldemort heard of the prophecy and what he chose to do with that information, I felt should have been, it's obviously not plain true, but I felt should have been more of a testimony to what Voldemort's actual character is. You know, you have this idea of him being so high on his horse and being like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, fuck this. But I saw this as an opportunity to be like, oh, that's, that's the actual Voldemort. Like he's actually a scared bitch about death. And okay. he is like, the way that he chose to handle that obviously is what brought him to his downfall. Okay. Also, the, the other pieces to this puzzle are a lot more telling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I mean, right. once you get him, you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. Boy, when Dumble says he'll tell you everything, he's full of absolute shit, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little he bit. eventually gets there. I mean, I don't know that we In ever book, really stay get tuned. everything from him. <laughs> Stay no, tuned I, to book 18 when Dumbledore actually finally does tell the whole story. So, uh, chapter 38, wait, last wait, wait, chapter. Wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I wanted to ask you something real quick. Okay, ask away, Cause, buddy. Because you've been, you've been ragging on Neville since the very first book. And I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to know how you feel about Neville now. Well, so maybe since you haven't heard the last couple episodes, I, I, I have made a turn on Neville. Um, oh yeah, brother. I, I ranked Neville a lot higher in my character power rankings, which go listen to the very end of episode, what is that, 20, whatever the episode before this is. And, uh, Neville, Neville's decently up there. I, you know what, honestly, right. my first thought was Jake when I heard this was like, boy, I wish this story was about Neville instead of Harry, um, because I can get behind, like, Neville's character arc and growth throughout the series so far. Yeah. Way, way more than Harry. Despite the fact that he has this shitting plant that shits everywhere. Like, <laughs> Dude, I, I think Neville that's, has actually kind of a funny. much better character arc in this story oh, yeah. than Harry. And, and oh, it so really far, is a little bit disheartening. Absolutely. Because, like, yeah, like, you know. He starts out as this shy, cowardly kid that, you know, has his moments in even book one where he stands up to those fuckers. And, you know, as the books have gone on, he's progressed more and more. Like, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. He's he's a way more interesting character and has a character arc. Yeah, he Nev- Neville's great. Yeah. And he's he's really well written. Hey, to 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 help you out on your love for Neville since this is a newfound love. <laughs> uh <laughs> tone it back a little. Love is still a bit strong, but Okay. All right. Well, whatever it is that you're feeling for Neville, this makes it sound even weirder. I don't like this. <laughs> no, yes. Let's, let's keep making it weirder. <laughs> um do you remember at the Department of Mysteries says that he snaps his wand and yeah. we learned that it was his dad's wand. Mm-hmm. So we, we've also in this series learned that you don't necessarily have full extent of your potential with someone, uh, else's, wand. With someone else's wand. He has only ever used his father's wand, only ever. So if he comes back with a hot new wand this next year, isn't that I mean he's gonna, gonna have to, up? and it it's just it just kind of gives a little bit more context to like, man, he's always sucked, right? People make fun yeah. of him because he's always sucked. He's never used his own wand. All right, All right. it's just, just a cool little nugget. It's not something that's like right, explicitly said, but yeah, it's I, I think it's it's a really cool thought. I, I love Neville. But I'm gonna lay it out right there. Yeah, yeah I like I said, I I I made a big have made a big turn on him which honestly that's that's how good character writing should be like yeah yeah having a good character arc agreed uh harry has gone the exact opposite way i started I, out i don't think the point of this story him is and, to love harry i think yeah. the point of the story is to just have his dipshit ass take you on a fun ride yeah <laughs> anyway all right yeah sorry. chapter 38 uh <laughs> The ministry is like, yep, our bad. Voldy is back. Oops, we made a whoopsie. Uh, (laughs) Also, the Dementors have joined him. Oopsie daisy. Uh, Whoopsie daisy. We are. We fucked up big time. And uh, there's a good line in the paper. Fudge calls uh, Voldy, quote, Lord Thingy, which I think is funny. Uh, of course. And <laughs> Dumble is reinstated to all of his bullshit. Uh, Hogwarts, Wiz and Gamut, High, High Lord Dickship, uh, Dunkmaster, <laughs> biggest dick in the room, biggest dick in the realm, uh, Flexmaster Flex. Uh, Wait, did you say everything. biggest dick in the realm? Yes, yes. biggest right, dick in the realm. It's pretty good. Titles, 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 as Bobby Baratheon would say. Uh, Big Bobby B. Big Bobby B for our guy Dumble here. Um, the paper, very complimentary to Harry again. Now, they have a, quote, exclusive interview with him, which is just the one from the Quibbler. Luna's like, yeah, my dad sold it to him for a very good price. We're going on vacation. He's buying me a car. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, all this good shit. I Gotta get your good. bag. Gotta get your bag, Luna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cashed out. <laughs> Luna's dad sold out big time, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. He That's sold the out to the man. That we need. Yeah. Uh, Hermione's still in pain, even though Madame Pomfrey says that Dolahov's curse did less damage than it would have if he had been able to say the incantation aloud. Uh, she apparently has to take 10 potions a day to heal. They still have not told me what fucking maneuver or what spell this is, and that's really all I care about. I need I need my anime moment where, you know, he yells out his attack as he does it. But I don't think... Jake, you may be able to correct me on this. I don't think we actually ever learn it, which is really disappointing. I don't think so. Jake, no! Sorry, man. Hate to disappoint you, but I don't think so. Not that I can recall. God. 
Yeah. I'm going to call it. Whatever it is, it's cool as hell. I'm going to call it flamey, flamey sword wand bayonet. No, I can. No, I can't do better. The dragon of the purple flame. (laughs) Don't besmirch the dragon of the darkness flames by comparing it to that. How dare you? He will kill you. Uh, Ginny makes a comment here about how Flitwick got rid of Fred and George's swamp, which is apparently still hanging out in Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fred and George. <laughs> Ginny's like, yeah, he did it in about three seconds, uh, but he left a tiny patch under the window and he roped it off. Fuck yes, dude. Hermione's like, why? And Ginny's like, oh, he just says it was a really good bit of magic. Uh, I think he left it as a monument to Fred and George. Real uh, recognizes real, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, love my guy Flitwick and friend George. Good stuff from them, as always. Yeah. So uh, Ron says something about they sent him this mountain of chocolate frogs, and he's like, must be doing all right out of that joke shop. Eh, we learn out here in a bit they are apparently doing very, very well. So Dumble went alone into the forest and got Umbridge. She's there in the hospital. Uh, she seems completely unharmed somehow, uh, but is in shock. Won't say a word. Ron freaks out, freaks her out by making horse hoof sounds, which is kind of funny. Um, I, I, what happened with Umbridge? I, I don't think I want to know, but I feel like I, I need to know. But also, I definitely don't want to know. I don't care. Yeah, I, and you know, it's jokes that I don't even think are okay to make you know yeah 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 <laughs> so Firenze and Trelawney are both going to teach divination question mark question mark question mark uh Firenze said she was full of total shit like when Firenze started teaching their class he was like she fucking sucks she has no idea what she's talking about she's an idiot basically in much nicer words so I'm like how is this gonna fucking work I don't Look, to your, I don't know that this is said now, and this is not, I wouldn't even call this anywhere close to spoiler territory, so I'm going to say it if, Spoil if it hasn't me. already been said. Spoil me, baby. But uh, <laughs> the, the only reason that, that Trelawney is, that it's important to Dumbledore that Trelawney sticks around is he's just trying to keep her protected. If Voldemort if she, ever finds out. In case she the, makes any other crazy prophecies. Well, there's that, but also if Voldemort ever figures out that she's the one that made the prophecy, he would target her. Sure. I guess. Um, So it doesn't necessarily give an Hmm. answer as to why she's teaching, but that's why she's there. That's why I I don't know if you remember uh, when Umbridge is like doing her fucking. Yes, I remember. She like asks her how long she's been there. Yeah, she says long. It's like 15, 16 years. Well, no, it's it's however old Harry is. Well, like which is 15. Okay, yeah. 16 years. Yes. Wow. Who's the Harry Potter expert? You know, I don't fucking know. Um, you know, that's interesting, Zach, because it almost seems like, I don't know, Hogwarts is like a really, really safe place for someone <laughs> to live uh, for like 15, maybe 16 years. How old is Harry? Hmm, interesting. So... <laughs> don't get mad at me. Get mad at Dumbledore's fucking decision making. I am, and you defend him! God. We, we went through this already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've been down that road plenty. Hermione seems interested more interested in divination now that she knows that prophecies are apparently real uh hermione jumping on that prophecy bandwagon along with voldy and dumble um harry has not told them what the prophecy was neville just said that it got smashed 
Harry is like, oh, I fucking hate these fuckers now, uh, all my friends, and I can't stand being around them, and I'm going to go see Hagrid. Uh, on his way, not exactly that, but more or less that. On his way, he runs into Malfoy, uh, Dracoy, Dracoy, <laughs> Draco, who is legit furious, says he's going to fuck Potter shit up, make him pay for what he did to his father. Uh, this is where I find out that apparently our boy Lucius was amongst the the ones that Dumble caught down in the Department of Mysteries. Sucks to suck. Yeah, he 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 roped up everybody but Bellatrix. So even Dolohov, yes. the badass. Well, yeah. until Bellatrix shows up, apparently. <laughs> um, Harry gives him shit about how Voldy must <laughs> must be a warm up act for these three badasses, uh, meaning Draco, Crab, and Goyle. He's like, "Oh yeah, you guys really scared me after I've you know taken on Voldy." Except uh, he hasn't. He hasn't. Fucking dipshit. It's, it's yeah. a decent crack though because they don't know any better. Draco says his dad will be out of prison in no time. Because no Dementors. And my question is, are they really stupid enough to send them back there when that's the case? Yes. <laughs> Fudge is an idiot. Look, the ministry sucks, dude. Jesus Christ. Can't they, like, keep... Aren't there, like, holding cells, like, jail cells in the ministry? Like, anything? Like, come on. Like, like... <laughs> like, Azkaban like, has like, got to be... Like. Like the penitentiary, like that's 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 where you go when you're sentenced. Like they have to have like jail cells in the ministry. I, yeah, I, I don't think. know. No, Azkaban is the one and only prison <laughs> in the, <laughs> the whole one. entire world for wizards. Okay, Scott. <laughs> yes. No wizards live anywhere else in the world and have any prisons. Jake is correct. How could I forget? Um, Snape comes out, and. Uh, Harry decides that Harry has this little thought here that he hates him more than Malfoy, which is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Um, whatever Dumble said, he would never, ever, ever forgive Snape. Yeah, Snape did so much, uh, you know, trying to save Sirius's life. I, I, I can really see why you're pissed at him, you dipshit. Yeah. So they were, Draco and Harry were about to throw down, but Snape is like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, to his credit, Harry busts out the pretty good line of, I'm trying to decide what curse to use on Malfoy. <laughs> and funny. he says, sir, here. He actually calls yes. Snape, sir. You know, that's you a gotta good give him credit there. Yeah, uh, Dumble had to correct him like three or four times in their whole conversation, <laughs> calling him professor instead of just Snape. Uh, Snape is about to take 10 points from Gryffindor when he looks at the wall and he's, he just has a good smile. He's like, oh, wait, you have no points. Uh, McGonagall, is that McGonagall's music I hear? Fuck yes, it is, dude. No, way less hype for her. Um. You bitch. She walks up and she's like, let's fix that shit. Uh, 50 points for everyone that helped prove to the world that Voldy is back. So that's Neville. Uh, Ron, Ginny, Hermione, Harry, and Luna, I believe, right? Yeah. So, good for them. They have points now. And then she's like, okay, Snape, now take away your 10. Haha, very funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Harry goes down to Hagrid's hut. Hagrid tells him that he was hiding in the mountains. And apparently, Grop, uh, Hagrid looks better. Grop has somehow, suddenly, magically gotten loads better. He's not beating the shit out of him constantly. That's what a couple arrows in your face will do. 
<laughs> you know, really, really tame your behavior <laughs> yes. down is fighting a bunch of centaurs. Uh, also, apparently he's flying from his fight with the centaurs. We left that whole mid-fight and no word on how that turned out okay, but whatever. Uh, Hagrid says <laughs> that he might look for Grop a lady friend. Hagrid, the giant matchmaker. I fucking love it. Dude, Hagrid's such a fucking idiot. I Hagrid love him so much. Something else. He is something else. Uh, so Hagrid doing his best. You know, Hagrid um puts his foot in his mouth, shall we say, quite a bit. But bless his soul, he is trying to do his best to cheer Harry up. He says, "Look, Harry." I knew Sirius longer than you did. He died in battle, and that's the way he'd ever wanted to go. And Harry's like, well, he didn't want to go at all. And Hagrid says, nah, I don't reckon he did. But still, Harry, he's never one to sit around at home and let other people do the fighting. He couldn't have lived with himself if he hadn't have gone to help. Um, this only pisses off Harry more, and then he tells Hagrid what he just told his friends where he was like oh I gotta go see Hagrid I gotta go and he tells Hagrid oh I gotta go see my friends I gotta go <laughs> Harry um, being a little baby again yeah what else is new I'm just I'm sick of pointing it out honestly at this point um this is this is so challenging because I too am annoyed with Harry but it's like dude he just got his fucking godfather killed like that's yes I, like that sucks <laughs> yes you're right he doesn't know he doesn't know how to act he with, doesn't. with these feelings and that's the thing like it's it's at these times when you need your friends the most and harry doesn't understand that and i get that and it's you know maybe hopefully he'll learn that lesson but it's, it's just it's 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 vexing it's just because it happens constantly oh, i i get it i i'm not i'm not trying to take away your frustration because right. like I too absolutely hate him in this book. Yeah. Like he's not my favorite character regardless, but in this book specifically, it's just like, it is tough. Definitely. But again, to play the devil's advocate and, and put things into fucking perspective, it's like that. I mean, like how do you act to that? Yeah. Like it is literally your fault that your godfather's dead. Po- yes, definitely. No, listen, post Sirius's death, like Harry has been acting as he probably not should be isn't the right word, but like you'd expect him like to, how how I would expect him to like true to his character, true to like how grieving people do. And I would feel for him a lot more, like I said, if he wasn't an insufferable dick through all of the rest of the book where I just I have no patience left for his bullshit. Fair like enough. when he lashes out at his friends just because they were having fun cleaning the black house while he was home with the Dursleys. Like, dude, what are you fucking doing? Um, and then he goes and mopes around for a long time about the fact that it's kill or be killed, basically for him, uh, between him and Volty. <laughs> Umbridge tries to sneak out like the night of the the last night, the feast night or whatever. Uh, but Peeves beats the shit out of her on her way out with McGonagall's walking stick and a sock full of chalk. That's such a randomly specific detail, and I love it. Um, that's, that's like a, is, that's like a prison weapon. That's right as I say, it's the prison thing, like a sock full of batteries or a sock full of soap. Uh, Peeves, that's pretty good. Pretty good. 
So Harry is packing and he finds the package that he totally forgot Sirius gave him. I forgot about this too until I was editing the other day and I talked about it in the episode. I totally forgot about this whole thing. Yep. I hate this it's so, so much. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Uh, it's a two way mirror uh, to talk to each other. And God instead of being, <laughs> instead of being like, oh shit, this would have been helpful to remember this. He instead just jumps to the conclusion that he's like, oh, I'll be able to talk to Sirius in, like, the afterlife. Uh, and just thinks that's going to work. But, of course, it doesn't. And that's, so he just look, that, if breaks it. it. If it was anybody other than Harry, that is so heartbreaking. <laughs> You're probably like, right. Picture yeah. that, dude. I mean, seriously. like You're probably right. Fuck, that <sighs> is so heartbreaking to see that and then be like, I wonder, I wonder if I try and use it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. You're 100% right. This would be heartbreaking if he was likable or sympathetic in the slightest. That You're right. You're right. You're right. It's a real dagger. I think that's as good as I'm going to get right now. So. <laughs> so then he gets this other wise idea, and he runs off to find Headless Nick. Nearly Headless Nick. Sorry. And Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. Yes, I th- is this where we finally get his full name? I-, I know it was here. I don't know if it ever happened before this. You told me about it, but I don't know if it was actually in the in the text before this. No, yeah, it it is. I can't remember where, but okay. it is in the book. Gotcha. Um, and he's like, dude. Harry's like, dude, there are ghosts everywhere. Why did I not think of this? Of course Sirius will come back as a ghost. Like the ghost life is rad, right? Like, fuck yeah, he's gonna do it. And Nick's like. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. He says he will not come back. He will have gone on. And Harry's like, what do you mean gone on? Gone on where? Wait, what happens when you die anyway? Where do you go? Why doesn't everyone come back? Why isn't this place full of ghosts? Why? And Nick cuts him off because he probably would have never stopped talking. Um, He says, I cannot answer. And Harry's like, well, you're dead, aren't you? Who can answer better than you? And Nick says, I was afraid of death. I chose to remain behind. I sometimes whether I sometimes wonder whether I oughtn't to have. Well, that is neither here nor there. In fact, I am neither here nor there. I know nothing of the secrets of death, Harry, for I chose my feeble imitation of life instead. I believe learned wizards study the matter in the Department of Mysteries. And Harry's like, don't talk to me about that place. And <laughs> Nick's like, I'm sorry to not have been more help. And excuse me, the feast, blah, blah, blah. Also a very tragic moment. Yeah, that's like this more tragic. Like, I feel bad for Nick. Like, this is like a good character moment for Nick and that, you know, he obviously has all these regrets about his life and death and the after. And it's like, shit, that's that's like the most character development we ever got for Nick. And I I like it. Yeah, stuff. Uh, So then Harry finds Luna. And she, she's posting a notice. I, I really don't know what to make of this at all. This is so bizarre. Uh, she's posting a notice about all her stuff. She needs, like, her stuff returned. And she says, yeah, people just take it or something like that. And Harry's like, well, how come people hide your stuff? And she says, oh, well, I think they think I'm a bit odd, you know. Some people call me Looney Lovegood, actually. And Harry's like, oh, shit, yeah, definitely me and all my friends call you that. (laughs) 
Poor girl, man. Yeah. And she's just so kind and like so messed up. I don't is this like legit or is this just like her one of her flights of fancies? No. I can't like, tell. She she legitimately is like like uh like she just accepts it. Like people pick on her and like fuck with her and like bully okay, her that's... and she's like, Well, it is the last day, like I really do actually need my stuff back now. Okay, that's shitty. Like the way it's this was so presented sad. with all her crumple horned snore snack stuff, it's like I am not sure if like <laughs> this is like legit, like people actually taking her stuff, or if this is just her like, oh, the crumple horn snacks took my stuff. I, I didn't no, know. No, it it, okay. it is actually she just gets picked on. It's legit. Okay, gotcha. That is sad then. It is so sad. Yeah. She's such a sweetheart, dude. Harry's like, well, that's no reason for them to take your things. That's why him saying something like that was like, yeah, that is like just her being weird is no reason that, that people would do that. But apparently, yes, it is. And he's like, do you want help finding them? Literally the the most uh, nice, kind thing Harry has ever said in his life. Um, she says, oh, no, they'll come back. They always do in the end. It was just that I wanted to pack tonight. Um, <laughs> she, I fucking love her, dude. Yeah, like I like Luna. You like love her. Like I do in a way I do not understand. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she she you know feels sorry for him a little bit here. She says, um, because he says he doesn't want to go to the feast, and she's like, I don't suppose you do. That man, the Death Eaters killed, was your godfather, wasn't he? Ginny told me. And then he remembers that she can also see the the Thestrals, so she has also known death. And here we find out why. Because uh, Harry asks her, and she says, Yes, my mother. She was quite an extraordinary witch, you know. But she did like to experiment. This is not funny, but it is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, she's just so matter-of-fact yes. about all yeah. this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just... I'm just imagining, like, her mom being this, like, mad scientist witch, like, just mixing, like, chemicals, like, Wile E. Coyote style, and them just exploding in her face, and that's why I started laughing. Um, <laughs> one of her spells went rather badly wrong, wrong one day. I was nine. Um, Harry's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it was rather horrible, <laughs> Luna said conversationally. <laughs> I still feel very sad about it sometimes, but I've still got dad. And then here's where this gets interesting. She says, anyway, it's not as though I'll never see mom again, is it? And Harry's like, isn't it? And she says, oh, come on. You heard them just behind the veil, didn't you? And Harry's like, you mean that room with the archway? I got goosebumps, dude. And she says, they were just lurking out of sight. That's all. You heard them. God damn, dude. And Harry Harry does not know what to think of this. He's like, Luna believes like all these crazy, weird things, yet he had been sure that he heard the voices behind the veil, too. And then he's like, well, are you sure you don't want me to help you find your stuff? And she says no. And just she's like, oh, I'm sure my stuff will turn up. It always does in the end. Well, have a nice holiday, Harry. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh... Because Lupin and everyone else is, like, very convinced. And Nick is like, nah, dude, Dumble, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And now Luna here is, like, opening the door maybe just a crack to, like, maybe he's not. But I think he's gone. I, I think th Luna's crazy. I, I think, I mean, so 
I don't think you need to like necessarily read into that more than than you are. Okay. Just I just think it's a very brilliant piece of writing. One for Luna's character because she just is everything is just so it is what it is with her. Like it, I love it. I love her attitude. She's like things things just are. Like Yeah, no definitely. They, they just She's like are the like chillest this. of the chill. Um, with the way that she talks about her mother's death and then Harry's having such a hard time coping with this idea of Sirius being gone and just this little amount of her, I don't know that I want to call it optimism, but just like acceptance of things is just such a comforting thing. I think to to him, it does. He mentions how it like makes him feel like slightly better. Type of situation, yeah. so, I, so, but it, it does it in a way that it gives us a really great look at Luna's character. I love yeah. it. I, I love the like mystery that it adds to. I mean, the already mysterious death arch, mm, and yes. kind of just like opens that like kind of like well maybe I don't know. Yeah, because I still, I still my because my first reaction to that death arch was more that like it was just like. Not necessarily like a, a portal to another dimension, but maybe like a portal to the other side, to the afterlife or like, you know, and, you know, listen, like in most fictions, one would assume that portals are meant to be, you know, two way streets. Two so ways. Yeah. That that possibility is always there. it just hasn't been figured out yet. Right. And like just that, the fact that it's not just like, oh, Bellatrix, like fucking abracadabra at him and he's dead. He's gone. End of story. Like just that maybe possibility of something there even if it's not like it's just kind of cool yeah um, so it's it's such a yeah i i love it it yeah we, we will never know it's never talked about like yeah. more you know, i'm telling you they just they 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 put that thing in there because they, they're fucking terrified of it that's my head cannon they, <laughs> yep. just, they don't even want to go into that room <laughs> um so then they're on the train and Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle still waiting for their chance to attack Harry. Uh, Terry Boot and Terry Boot alone by himself, uh, no help from anyone else whatsoever, turns Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle into slugs and shoves them in the luggage rack because Terry Boot is fucking rad. <laughs> Hell yeah, Terry Boot. The actual hero of this story. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. This checks out. <laughs> uh, they see Cho. And Hermione says that she's going out with someone else now. I I hope finally this is a poor Cho. Like, fucking move on from Harry, that dumpster fire of a human being. Do do we know <laughs> um, who it is? Does it say who it is? Yes. Right here? Okay. So okay, yeah. Ginny says it's Michael Corner. Michael Corner. And Ron's like, wait, well, I thought you were going out with Michael Corner. <laughs> and Ginny's like, no, I dumped him because he got all mad and sulky when Gryffindor beat Ravenclaw in Quidditch. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. But this, okay, I talked about this. I can't remember if it was last episode, the episode before, Zach. Neville, my guy, fucking stood up for Ginny. And I made the the comment about how, oh, Ginny and Neville, like, love interest. I can see this brewing here. And now this confirms it. I'm like, this clears it perfectly for Ginny and Neville. Hell yeah. Mm, So stoked about that so stoked about that that's gonna happen um razzle dazzle <laughs> although 
<laughs> the second part of my note, I forgot about this. I said, although Neville does seem a little preoccupied stroking his shitting plant in the uh, in the train car, it what literally if, what if his makes a note is coming and not shitting. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> he makes a note about how he's stroking it and it's like making this weird cooing sound. And I'm like, this makes me uncomfortable. Uh, as much as it makes I like his you plant Neville. really comfortable, it, his plant fucking loves it. <laughs> He knows all the right places to touch on that plant. Um, and so then we get more here, because uh, Ron says something like, "Well, good. I never liked Michael Corner. I hope I hope you choose better next time." And Jenny says, at, right after I took all these notes about her and Neville, of course this happens. She's like, "Well, I've chosen D Tom, Dean Thomas. Would you say he's better?" And Ron freaks out again. He's like, "What?" Uh, also, we get a Crookshanks mention here, so I have to call out that. Uh, they knocked over the chessboard and Crookshanks like fucks up all the pieces. Good for you, Crookshanks. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this Dean Thomas thing here is just temporary bullshit. It's a rebound. Like it's a rebound guy. Like she'll she'll move on to Neville eventually. I love how invested Scott gets in the teen romance like <laughs> portions of these of these books. It's so funny. Scott should love the movies then. It's like 90% of what I care about. Yeah, that that was uh, my favorite part of Goblet of Fire was when the dance turned into a fucking rave. Dude. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um so they get to the they get to the train station and who is there but uh Moody, Tonks, Lupin, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. I think that's it. Uh I don't Remember if Kingsley's there or not? A bunch of the order. Of the I don't Phoenix think members, he is. Basically, yeah, I don't think he is either. Um, all dressed up in quote unquote normal Muggle clothes, <laughs> and Moody's like, oh, "We just thought we'd have a few words." Uh, oh no, this is sorry. This is not Moody. This is my boy Arthur. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna talk to your uh, your your family here, the Dursleys." And they go up to the Dursleys, and Arthur says, Oh, we just thought we'd have a few words with you about Harry. Um, the Dursleys, of course, recognize Arthur because he basically <laughs> destroyed their living room a couple years ago, which always makes me laugh. Um, Moody's like, yeah, uh, about how he's treated. We're going to have these words about how he's treated when he's at your place. Uh, my boy Vernie, to his credit, despite knowing that these are like fucking magical-ass wizards... And magical ass wizards. Magical ass wizards, <laughs> and that he's outnumbered. Uh, he stands up for himself momentarily. Um, he says, "I am not aware that it is any of your business what goes on in my house." And Moody comes back with a zinger. He says, oh, "Jake, I can't. I can't even remember what my Moody voice was at this point." Uh, Bro, come on. And I, I know you love it. Uh, I expect that you're not aware of would fill several books, Dursley. Was that it? It was close. Uh, that sounded like Hagrid. Yeah, it was bad. too close to Hagrid. That was Hagrid, you're right. <laughs> Teaching. Oh, I expect you're not aware of what would fill. That's still Hagrid. I, I can't love do it. how I lost Scott's it. go-to line is Teaching. Teaching. <laughs> that's how I found my find my voices, but it didn't work this time. Uh, anyway, that's a funny line. <laughs> I expect what you're not aware of would fill several books. Uh, that's pretty funny. And Vernie comes back with, are you threatening me, sir? And uh, Moody's just like, yep, I sure am. <laughs> oh, yeah, Moody. <laughs> it says Moody seemed rather pleased that Uncle Vernon had grasped this fact so quickly. <laughs> and Vernie's like, do I look the kind of man who can be intimidated? 
and say, and Moody is like, uh, well, and he pushes back because he's wearing this bowler hat low over his uh, magical eye, and he pushes his back hat, back back hat. He pushes his hat back. back. Hat. He pushes his back hat and he says, "Yes, I'd have to say you do, Dursley." And then Vernie freaks out and he's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and then Moody's like, "So Potter, give us a shout if you need us." If we don't hear from you from three days in a row, we'll send someone along. So I'm sure Harry's life will be happily ever after at the Dursleys now. We didn't get this exact same thing at the end of Azkaban with, um, you know, Sirius threatening the Dursleys either. So this will all turn out. Sirius doesn't threaten them. Harry threatened them. That's true. You're right. I mean, I think to, to the credit here, to give credit where credit is due... Harry's life has improved with each consecutive book at the Dursleys. That's true. That's true. So, uh, Except for at the beginning of this book when Vernie full-on Homer Simpson choked him when he was hiding <laughs> underneath the... Uh, uh, special circumstances. The <laughs> yes, special circumstances. <laughs> oh, man, I wish we were recording you doing that. <laughs> uh, and that is the end of the book. Uh, wow, what a journey. Um, I, I was there anything you guys wanted to touch on before I jump into my final thoughts here? Uh, I, I mean, I think, not I think on that chapter now. Pretty fucking thorough. Okay, yeah, Jesus, it's a little bit. Uh, the whole chosen prophesied one, uh, storytelling device, uh, is just very meh for me. Like. I knew this was coming. It was pretty obvious. Maybe when these books were written, it wasn't like super played out like I feel like it is now. Um, I, mean, I, th- but- I think I, I, even though I was a child, I still remember being like, oh, of course. Yeah. I've, I, th- I cared more, obviously, than you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I have always regarded the prophecy as again i i've already said this so sorry for repeating myself but i have always regarded the prophecy as a way to measure their character not as a mm. set in stone thing so sure. i i feel like that has helped me get past the idea of like i mean prophecies are overdone yes like, definitely yeah. it, it's it's in literally every fantasy yeah. that, that we love mm-hmm. um and sometimes it's in the forefront and sometimes it's very minimal, which I do prefer when it's a little bit more minimal. Um, I don't think that you need to, this was the main object of this book. Yes. Uh, but I don't think that it is this, this thing that is just like ever, ever present. Uh, sure. it, it's not in your face the, the whole time. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's more for Harry's character. And for um, Voldemort's character, sure. Yeah, to second that, I, I of course have a big eye roll at the prophecy because I think uh, prophecies are pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's played out well. I, I think it's one of the more well done, like prophecy, fantasy prophecy storytelling. Um, that's 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 good to hear because I, I was gonna say it it can be well done it can be well utilized like I was just thinking about uh, switching to something else we all love in Star Wars like 
for all the faults the prequels have, which there are many. Yes. I I do kind of like how he kind of subverts the whole chosen one notion of being like, oh, Anakin's the chosen one. He's going to be balanced to the force. But then how that actually plays out, like the prophecy being kind of basically misread, misinterpreted, is actually like Anakin ends up destroying, you know, more or less destroying the Jedi Order. And like, you know, the balance to the force is that light and dark are then become, you know, more equal in power as opposed to the light far outshining the dark. Sure. So that is like, I think, an interesting take on the whole chosen one thing and a way yeah. to like subvert it. So there are definitely good ways to do it. Yeah. But I like, like I said, to, to finish the kind of thought I was starting, like, like I said, maybe it wasn't as played out when these books released, but I, I've never really liked it anyway. Like, even when it wasn't super played out. I saw it coming, obviously, like I said, but I don't love it. I don't, like, hate it. It's not going to ruin the story for me, but it's just, like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. I feel like you're, you're taking it for what it is, you know? It, <laughs> right. It's... it. There There is a... There's a conversation. Again, this is still not spoiler territory, but I feel like it's in good context because this is the subject right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... Harry Harry becomes slightly concerned about this prophecy, right? I mean, mm. slightly is putting it lightly, right? I mean, he's terrified that he's going to have to sure. f- face off with Voldemort. Killer be killed, baby. And there, I actually, I'm going to ask permission because if you don't want me to, then I I absolutely won't. There's a, there's a line that I think directly relates to this conversation we're having, but it's delivered in the next book. Would you rather me not say it? It doesn't reveal anything it just it's more of an understanding line jake do you know what he's talking about <laughs> it's i have no uh, damn clue it's, it's I, I, you, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna use my best judgment so, okay, and i and i feel time. like it's okay to to, to say okay. there there is concern from harry about like well how am i supposed you know like like i, I can't do shit or whatever right like right, right. uh and the fucking prophecy says i have to be the one to kill him Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a very, very good like aha moment that I feel like me when I was younger as a reader appreciated it. Uh, and also hearing it from Dumbledore, which is great. But it's just it's just like, Harry, you don't have to fight him because. Because the prophecy says you have to fight him, remove the prophecy from this situation, would you who you are? ever let this go could you just go back to normal life sure and and live your life and let us fight this fight of course he, not. he has to be involved in fucking everything right it well sure <laughs> and obviously there's a side of it that's like oh it's because he's noble and he loves people and yada 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 right but right. like but th- it's just a very like you know what like the prophecy ain't shit like dumbledore's absolutely right like it is true to harry's character just in the same way that it is true to voldemort's character on how he's handled everything and it for that reason, because that downplays the idea of like this prophetic thing being like it is it is set in stone. Uh, I li- I like it for for that reason. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Next thought here. Um. As as much shit as I give Harry, the other side of that coin is Voldy is still so uninteresting to me as an antagonist. Like. I, I hope and assume we're going to get more on him in the coming books. I, I would assume so. 
but the only time I have ever been interested, don't jack off me right now. Don't give me that jack off motion. God damn it. Um, the only time I was even remotely interested in Voldy was the 10 minutes I got of Ralph Fiennes being him at the end of Goblet of Fire. Uh, mostly that's Ralph Fiennes being a fantastic actor, I think. Uh, yes. I would like to uh, interject and call okay. your bullshit. Uh, you really liked young Voldemort. That's and- Tom Riddle, uh, point of order. Tom Riddle. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Not before he does the, the dumbest ass anagram I've ever seen in my life with the I am Lord Voldemort. Um, <laughs> You're such a fucking insufferable cunt, that was dude. Literally the dumbest thing I've ever read. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Ralph Fiennes, uh, he made me interested in Voldy way more than these books have in like the 10 minutes he was on screen. Um, love Ralph Fiennes. I just watched uh I know Zach, I'm pretty sure you've told me you haven't seen Skyfall, the James Bond movie, right? I have not. Have you seen Are it, you Jake? serious, Zach? Yes, of course I've right. seen it. I just watched that last night. Ooh, that movie choice. is still great and Ralph Fiennes is fantastic in it. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a blow your all's fucking pants yeah, off. Yeah, I've heard this before. I haven't seen a single James Bond movie with this new guy as James Bond. And he's not even new, like he's been James Bond for forever. There are only two he worth seeing. Is my favorite James Bond. I mean, that's probably true. The last <sighs> James Bond that. movie I saw was I don't even know his name, but the guy that's in Goldeneye. Oh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you've seen Goldeneye then? Goldeneye's a good one. Yeah, I have seen Goldeneye. Yeah, it's it's fine. What is there is there another James Bond movie with that actor after Goldeneye? There's, uh yes, there's several and yeah. they're all terrible. Yeah, no. Okay, so Old Goldeneye's the last good one? Yeah. Like, with that guy? I mean, they're kind of fun terrible, because they get super, like, just corny and ridiculous and absurd from there. So they're the Fast and the Furious movies? <laughs> I mean, they're not probably as good as those, but yes, basically. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Voldy, not interesting. Uh, oddly enough... This this will probably surprise you too. Do you know who the most interesting antagonist for me has been so far? Are you gonna say Fudge? Umbridge? Because no. I'm gonna cry no. if you say that. Who who'd you say, Zach? Fudge. Uh, Fudge is a good call, but I feel like he was just kind of. Mm, I wouldn't fully fit him. Like okay, dark, evil, evil person. It's actually Lucius. Okay. Ooh. Sure. Um, All right. I'm, I'm Every time for Lucius that. is around, he's like he's kind of a he's a shitty little fucker, but you know he's 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 kind of effective as his shittiness. I, you know he's kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I like Your Lucius. Boy, uh, with him with him getting caught definitely takes some L's. Uh, but I think it I think it helps. I think it actually helps his character. Yeah. I, so yeah. yeah, you're gonna like it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Uh, I mean, there's there's some much more interesting antagonists in this series than freaking Voldemort. So. Bellatrix is up there for me. Uh, I mean, we only got two books left. I don't know how many well, more they can pop up. Dolohov, I guess. Uh, uh, Be- Bellatrix is, is at the top of the list for me. She seems all right, I guess. Anyway. She, she's just fucking batshit crazy. I just think she's fun. You're a fucking weirdo, though. Anyway. Uh, I, I, we already went deep on this, so I'll just, I'll just make a mention of it here. Uh, Dumble's decision-making, I, I just don't fully buy all the excuses. The reasoning behind them is so feeble. Uh, like he, 
<laughs> I'm just going to read this verbatim. Uh, like, if he was really watching Harry as closely as he claims, he could not possibly be proud of this little shit. Harry sucks. <laughs> full stop. Uh, get... <laughs> Getting nothing but Harry's thoughts and perspective on things is really starting to wear on me, like, reading these books. Like, getting everything from Harry's point of view is, like, kind of exhausting at this point. Um, it's it's starting to really wear on me. I I will empathize with that because that I have already said on the podcast that that is this series' biggest weakness. Yes. And I, I think uh, it's it's a big one. For so sure. I I will I will hand that to you, and that's that's fine. Uh, I I am a little disheartened that everything around it, everything that I love, which I would assume you would love, uh, <laughs> you are that is not like drastically overpowering how shitty Harry's perspective, right? Is. And it's. <laughs> It's, it's for me, not, it is, to be honest. Like, I, I, I just, I love everything about this series so much that I can, that I can overlook sure. that. And that's, that's, you know, I, I totally get that because that's, that's basically not to turn this into a one piece thing, but that's me with one piece where you talk about the death thing, like the fake out deaths. It's like everything else about the series. I absolutely adore so much that yes, an objectively bad storytelling choices that Oda makes around death sometimes I just it doesn't even bother me because everything else is is so good. So I yeah. totally get where you're coming from with that. Um, to, to to give you credit though, like because because I, I, I this isn't even an argument. You know what I mean? I, it just it is what it is. Like I I I genuinely empathize with how frustrating Harry is for mm. you because unlike these death scenes in One Piece, uh our entire series is from Harry Potter's right. perspective. So that's I the get thing. It. And it's like, my last final thought here is just like, at the end of the day, not to leave on a downer here, but like, I just, we, we have talked many times before, whether it's on this podcast or the one piece podcast, the two most important things that I look for, the things that matter to me when I'm consuming storytelling of any kind is characters, and world building. And I've realized over over time as I get older over these last several years that characters far outweighs even the world building. And like that's why I again I don't want to make this a one piece thing, but like why I adore one piece so much is because all of the characters, especially the main characters, like the the people who you spend 90% of your time with are so fun and like so good and so interesting that I just love it and like I've talked before about how there are so many good and interesting characters around the edges of this series of Harry Potter that I love, 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 you know, like Dumbledore, like Snape, like Hermione, like Ginny, like Phineas Nigellus, like Crookshanks and fucking (laughs) Gilderoy Lockhart. But we spend 90% of our time with Harry and then also a bunch with Ron and it's just like... Oh, yeah. I just want more of the others. Like, like we talked about before, if this story was about Neville, if this was Neville's story, I think I would be so much more on board. Like so much more. Uh, There, there, there's been a lot of, uh, 
like, I mean, I don't know that necessarily now anymore, but when the books finished and there was still talk of like, oh, like what's JK Rowling going to do? Like to continue and continue building this Mm -hmm. world and yada, 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 you know, is she going to write more novels or is she just going to do these little side books that she's done? Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people were like alternate timeline. Well, no, a a lot of people kind of with the same sentiment as you is like, would, would it be worth it to have the same story told, but from a point of view where it shifts between like all the teachers of Hogwarts, for example, Mm -hmm. or, um, or, certain key members of the order or something like that. And, you know, much in the same reason that, like, it wouldn't make sense for us to get a Game of Thrones show where we see, like, Robert's Rebellion, like, we've already gotten the story told. Right, right. It's, the the idea is still there where it's like, I still want to be immersed in this world. You know, I still want so much that that this world has to offer because so much is so cool. And there's so many incredible characters, but let's, let's learn something else. You know, like, let's learn how the school was founded or let's well, learn. That would be cool. Yeah. 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 You know, that kind of shit. Well, they tried that in movie form and it uh, failed epically. So <laughs> is that the Grindelwald whatever? Well, yeah. Come yeah. on, Zach. We know how you feel about that. <laughs> yes. It's so it's so fucking disappointing. If that could really be is. if that could be a series of novels, that would be. Oh, I thought it was. <sighs> no. No, no. Oh, so in 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 these books, there is a textbook called Fantastic Beasts and Where right, to Find Them. Right, right, right. And so the the film, there's gonna be five movies if they ever fucking finish them because they're doing so bad that they probably won't. But Woof. uh, yeah. Um, it is following the author of Fantastic Beasts mm, and Where to Find Them. Sure. His name's Newt Scamander. He's the person who journeyed across the world to find all these fantastic beasts gotcha but somehow they've decided that they want to make this storyline about dumbledore's epic fight with the previous dark wizard grindelwald okay and it's like that sounds rad how which is that sounds cool but let's maybe not do fantastic beasts and where to find them let's just do dumbledore versus grindelwald somehow okay yeah so are they trying too hard to like yes let's make newt scamander the focus of these stories yep. but also this is about oh uh, somehow yes, jk rowling loves to pick horrible protagonists to see the world <laughs> yes. through god, god it's, it. i it's mean bad yeah it's i i remember having this argument with zach and and i'm gonna concede right now at this very moment because i enjoyed the first movie it was fun I forgot that and, I forgot uh, that we had this argument back back in the day. And I really thought it was going to go somewhere, but man, that second movie really just flopped for me. It was Didn't has there only been two then? Yeah. Didn't yeah. I think I heard in passing somewhere that like isn't Johnny Depp in those movies or in one of them? Yeah. Didn't they uh, then similarly like uh no, you're not going to do this anymore and Disney like dumped it or not Disney, whoever it is. Yeah. Warner is Bros uh, released him because of this bullshit with Amber Heard. Yeah, which is so shitty. But Olsen, uh, Al- Olsen, <laughs> also, uh, Colin, Colin, Fer- Colin, Fer- what's his Colin, Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. Yeah, uh, they should have kept him instead of Johnny Depp. I think in the first place. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like. Wait, him. how many actors have played this guy? <laughs> it, it's a well, bit of a complicated. It's okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah, 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 I like Colin Farrell. A lot of people don't, but I do. I fucking hate Colin Farrell. Yeah, I thought I, I thought you were the one. You haven't seen it. You've only seen the oh, shitty right. movies. You haven't seen the good ones. 
I mean, I've like seen Shooter Detective Season 2, and I fucking don't fuck with that. So, Dude, he was the only good part of True Detective Season 2. Well, I should specifically say his mustache was the MVP <laughs> okay, of True fine. Detective Season 2. <laughs> God damn. Okay, so I, I need to ask you, uh, what are, if any... I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to finish this thing off here with, with some highlights. Sure, okay, sure. What what are what are some highlights? What are things that you liked about the book? Uh, is there anything that has you excited for what's to come? I mean, the, the obvious obvious answer is the Dumble Voldy fight was sick. Like it's okay. it's tough to like you know like I, I did my best to recap it here, but like you know it's. It's very it's a very I mean you know what honestly I'll go back the whole run through the department of mysteries like the the fight basically portion that breaks out like from when you know the the Dieters show up and Ginny and the gang Hermione and Ginny and the gang because they're the important ones the rest of them suck uh <laughs> like uh you know start fighting the Dieters like from then on like there was a lot of action taking place but it was very like well written and like fun yeah. and intense uh all I feel the way like through... early on in this series Scott I told you how how much I like Rowling's uh uh action like action writing. sequences mm -hmm. yeah and uh, this uh, i don't know that you've thought about that specifically but like this is one of those times where i'm like this is such a good example of it yeah this mm -hmm. was really the first ones that that i can remember that stood out to me i'm trying to think of any others that were like oh no this I mean, is really good but no she's the graveyard scene i think is is good yeah um, well, I had my own problems with the graveyard scene. Well, everyone... you didn't like the fucking Pettigrew thing, but, like, the action that's happening... Yeah, speaking of, well. can we talk more about that for a second? Uh no. The fact that Bellatrix is like, you have to really mean it for these killing curses. Pettigrew doesn't mean anything ever. That guy sucks. No. Oh no, 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 no. Also, if he can throw out a fucking abracadabra just, like, at a whim, just like that... I say again, why aren't these Dieters when they're in this death room? Why isn't that the only fucking shit they're throwing? Like that that is probably the fairest and most fucked up question of this whole series. Uh If they're really so evil, they should be sp like if this was like a keyboard, like a, a computer game, they should just be hammering the abracadabra button as fast as they can. Just yeah. like spraying it everywhere. Yeah. That's why that was my main question behind. Oh, also, <laughs> don't tell me a spell is unblockable only to show it be blocked 77 times through the next two books. Just don't say it's unblockable. Just don't say that. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with Abracadabra. Well, this is something we've already yeah, talked about, so it is. we're going to not talk about that anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Got a little heated there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Obviously, that whole scene through the Department of Mysteries, fan fucking tastic. Uh, the trial scene at the beginning, fan fucking tastic. Uh, everything in between, really fucking terrible. Uh, like, really fucking terrible is maybe a stretch, but bad. It, it was not enjoyable. Um. Yeah. This this book really closed with a bang. I I don't get upset that you feel that way because I've expressed to you that I right. I, I, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion, honestly. Listen, I, I want to take a second here to, to clear my name a little bit because okay. Scott has been <laughs> yes. hyping up how much I hated this book. And I text I texted Scott. Uh it's been a few weeks. Uh I think we I talk about it on one of the episodes. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I I read the book. I reread the book and I 
it's not my least favorite book. There's some really great things in this book. I mean, it's not mine either. To be fair, it's not my least favorite book it, either. It's it's got some really great things, especially the last like half to quarter end of the book. It, it's it's really good. The first Let's half. Let's say quarter. Half is half is maybe a little stretch. <laughs> I think all of the chapters from when Harry has the dream about Arthur. I think from then on it really picks up. Mm. And there's a couple Pretty sure of there chapters. Was a Quidditch chapter somewhere in there. there. There's a couple of chapters sprinkled in there that are a little slow and not great, but for the most part, the Aquamancy chapters I think, were very good. Uh, I think the biggest difference for Jake and I is we we both buy in to the DA, so we enjoy the DA sure. chapters sure. quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I think we love the Occlumency stuff. Yep. Yep. That's good. Stuff. Uh, we yeah, that's very good stuff. Um, I I I I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if I'm speaking for Jake here, but I also I asked you several times. You could tell I was trying to lead this line. About like how do you feel about you know Dumble or I'm sorry, uh, Umbridge being at the school and kind of running the school. I I like that kind of like power struggle thing. I enjoyed that. Uh, I do agree with the fact that she's not the most interesting like quote unquote villain. Yeah. Uh, but I I just thought that like every single year it's been the same thing, and I thought it was just cool for it to be for it to be different with like. There's somebody literally running the school that is like evil or whatever, you know. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, I absolutely hated the Grop stuff. Yeah, the, the Grop stuff is the <laughs> worst part of the back half yeah, of the book. And for sure, I was I, like, I totally forgot that even happened. Yeah, yeah it's bad. I mean, in like, I, it's I only also, one chapter. I also, yeah, don't, that's fair. Well, well, kind of too, because they introduce he, him in one chapter and then. Well, see, you're right. He only he specifically only makes the appearance, but like, we get this fucking long oh, drawn out thing about yes. about Hagrid. Yes, and that's it's true. like yeah. you want it to be more, right? You yeah, want it to be more important. Yeah. That's so like, fair. I don't enjoy the whole arc with the whole Grop thing, and uh, I hate that I'm siding with Scott so hard on this. Like there needs to be like ninety eight percent less quidditch in this book. There's there's so there's so much good con like legitimately dude like there's so much good content in this book that all of that could have made a slightly shorter book and yes. paced better. This this is the longest book, right? It, this is the longest it, book. It did not need to be this long. It, you're it absolutely hundred percent agree. I'm I'm so sorry to do this, and uh, I'm gonna get some oh, real God, hot no, shit Jake! here. Jake, don't but, break my uh, heart. I enjoy Quidditch. I do. I I played soccer growing up. I love Quidditch in the books. I love Quidditch in the movies. I think I, I will give you this. I think they could be more well executed, especially with how hyped up J.K. Rowling's action sequences are. Uh, yeah, but I do I, enjoy the Quidditch. I think, dude. I, w- the the fucking thing is, dude, is like, it's not even specifically the sport that I have a problem with. I think the sport's fine. I I unlike Scott, I don't hate soccer. Uh, yeah, like I, I the sport itself is fine, but outside of the game, like we get so many 
practice chapters. Yeah. So much Quidditch talk in the fucking dormitory and in the uh the common room. Like it, it's okay. it's just so prevalent I, and it's I like, understand where you're it coming from with that. It doesn't need to be everywhere. Sure. I, I understand where you're coming from with yeah. that. So th- that for me is is the is the problem. I yeah. think I would have way less problem with the hey, we're gonna have a Quidditch game chapters. Okay. If there wasn't six chapters leading up to it of them talking yeah. about it and obsessing no, over it and having practice for that's, it, that's that's yeah. definitely because because we, we we like we like Ginny coming back and talking yeah. about that shit and it's cool like but it's it's yeah. quick it's like oh this is cool all right yeah. done uh and then that's it yeah. also like, Ginny's rad so <laughs> well, yeah. yes um to to get back on topic of of kind of what you had asked me like positive wise or where i'm going from here like uh, the the other big positive that that we kind of touched on is like the 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 snape stuff is is just continuing to get me more and more hype more and more interested like i i want to see where that storyline goes um obviously like snape being an undercover double agent has to come to a head at some point and i'm just i'm very excited for that moment oh yeah brother um, what i wouldn't fucking give for some snape's perspective chapters of like what it's like oh. being undercover with fucking yes. yeah in voldemort's like circle of deeters like yeah. oh my god just give me fucking that but so yeah. that's that's what i'm very excited to see uh so so the last chapter was called uh the start of the second war or something like that yeah the second uh, war begins total bullshit on that by the way because nothing happened to quote unquote start the war in that chapter in fact i would argue that probably the war started either a when voldy came back in the graveyard or if you really really want to get technical when they had their full-on battle in the the ministry but whatever. i i i think i think what it symbolizes is that like it's out in the open now it, it is okay it, that that's it like the ministry has recognized it everybody knows all right like this isn't uh is this true is he actually back like shit is real now everybody needs to figure their fucking safety out and like figure it out well that's fair but that also was still two chapters before this chapter that everyone found out about it but i digress anyway fine <laughs> um but yeah i mean uh, again i'm gonna go back to the the question of like how do they keep like going to school and doing normal school things like at this point? And I, yeah. I mean, I assume and I guess they will. And I, I, you know, I get it. Like life goes on. You still have to like do these things, but like shit's shit's really hitting the fan now. So I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, God, if we get more Quidditch, holy shit. Uh, I think you've already ruined this. I think last time I said that, you gave me your little grin, Zach, and I was like, fucker, so <laughs> I already know there's going to be more Quidditch, but look, whatever. Look, I, I, I feel so confident about, and I, Jake, back me up here, please. I will. I feel so confident about <laughs> Half-Blood Prince that if you, if you don't genuinely love this book from start to finish... I will I will actually be like blown away. Yeah. We're, okay. Listen, listen. To give you a perspective, I I realized that uh, Order of the Phoenix is slightly longer than uh, Half Blood Prince, 
but it took me like three weeks to get through Order of the Phoenix. It took me maybe three days to get through Half Blood Prince. Damn, like, that's that's how good that book is. Sure, I I know that feeling with a good book. The the pace with the last like say like six chapters of this book, it feels like that for the most part in Half Blood Prince. There are obviously going to be some moments where it like has to settle down, but like. Just to set you up here, man, the the first two chapters of oh, the of uh of Half Blood Prince are some of my favorite chapters in the series. Yep. Damn. Yes. Uh, way uh, to overhype me. Now they can only decide. Well, look here. Look, let me let me <laughs> yeah, read the line a little bit. Up. They're not from Harry's perspective. Oh Jesus! Fuck yes! <laughs> hell yeah! Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no. it, it just <sighs> this this book seriously like I I genuinely feel like this is going to be. A, a point for you where you're going to be like, okay, I, I'm way more invested in the story and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that it'll make you like have a hard turn on the series, but I feel like you will be way more invested in what's happening. Look, that's fair. The, the point where, you know, in Goblet of, of Fire, those last few mm-hmm. chapters kind of was a turning point for the series sure. to become yes, darker, definitely. more of a like adult-ish mm-hmm. series. I feel like these last few chapters in Order of the Phoenix is another turning point to where like it's not just mundane, like the books are halfway through kind of mundane school stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. all just important things to the story. It's all a fucking race. <laughs> yeah, it's you, you, you're you're gonna enjoy it. Um, right. I feel very, I feel confident. I, as I've said many times, I I certainly hope so more than anything. Um, I I tell you, like everything else can like stay the same, and if we get just a little like maybe progression, maybe character development from from our boy Harry, that seems like a lot to ask. But maybe a little character growth and maybe, like I said, like I haven't been into Voldy. Maybe some I'm sure we'll get some history and insight into him. Like if I can get just maybe those two little baby things, then, you know, it can only go up from here. I, I, I would assume. So I I hope that happens. Let let me ask you this, Zach, because I, I normally trust you and you, you are putting your full like fucking reputation on the line here like you're gonna fucking jizz all over this book you'll love it so much were you surprised by any of the way i reacted kind of negatively to the dumble like and harry conversation chapter i okay so i was ready i don't know if you realized (laughs) that uh, some of my talking points and arguments had been kind of a little bit thought out because I, I, I knew you what seemed you were more prepared than usual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look, man, like we're joking, but like I was, I thought sure. you were just showing off for Jay. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely, I definitely knew, uh, that, I mean, okay. So I'm going to take a little bit of a jab at you, but like it's, it's binary dude. Like it is. Oh, definitely. It is binary for you to, to be a fucking dipshit. There's no, I have no happy medium setting. So I knew that you would find some way for the prophecy and this whole long conversation with Dumbledore to, to be a problem. (laughs) 
Um, Find yeah. a way, he says. I, I just, I just want to just reiterate that. I still don't know the full story. No, 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 no. I, no. I just want to reiterate that, like, those, those decisions by Dumbledore just give you more of his character. Just, it, it just sure. helps you understand who Dumbledore is, and. I will like if you if you have that perspective and you will admit that and it's not just like oh this is fucking stupid then I will relish with you on the fact that like yeah dude those were bad decisions and like shit did not work out well but I just I just don't want it to be like oh fuck this this is terrible because sometimes you have that uh, that attitude you're right I I definitely do and you're right, the more I think on this and reflect on this, I, I come to understand and realize that this is not me being mad at Dumble necessarily because I think him making mistakes and having these flaws does make his character more interesting. It's that he's making these mistakes and having these flaws in relation to Harry, who I, my feelings are well known on. And that's what pisses me off. And that's why I have a strong reaction to it. And like, listen, right. like, you know, storytelling and like arts and literature and whatever you want to fucking call it should make you have a strong reaction. Like that's if, you feel, that's, if you feel nothing towards it, like what the fuck are you even doing? Sure. So like me having this strong negative reaction shows, I guess that in some way that I do care deeply. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. To 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 directly answer your question though, I don't think that I was surprised at the things that you were upset about. I think I was surprised at how how passionately upset you were about them. <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm binary. I'm yeah, either right. all behind so, something or I hate it. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. surprised. <laughs> you weren't? No. No, Jake Jake knows. Uh, after Jake listening knew. to this podcast for as long as it's been going, <laughs> Uh, with well, this series, some of, it, some nah. of my expectation with with your opinion on this back three chapters was how much you enjoyed the previous batch, and I was like, okay, okay, like yeah. he's 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 a little bit more kind of like in the in the stride of it, like it's it's going the right direction. Um, Listen, but then, the Department you know, of Mysteries was just that cool. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's fair. I mean, really, it was only those chapter two, because as we've both forgotten multiple times, the other <laughs> chapters in Last Batch was fucking grop. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit, man. I suppose you want a ranking. Yes. Um, I did think on this. So, Goblet of Fire, still far and away, number one. Untouched. Okay. Not even close. I still think th this is going to make you both furious, I'm sure, but I still had the most fun and look back most fondly on book Chamber. two. God damn it. I like Chamber of Secrets. I, that doesn't make I, me furious. I had so much fun with it. It's still number two. Okay. There's a lot of great things in that book. Then Order, uh, then Azkaban, and then one uh, okay now i'm yeah. furious <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you'd rank this book over I, azkaban more and more i look back on azkaban i don't 
ugh, I don't know. I, I get, you guys keep saying, like, even Sam and Emily were telling me, like, looking back after you finish, like, so much important shit happens in Azkaban, and uh, sure, fine, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion, but the more I look back on it, I'm just like, that book kind of blew. It kind of yeah. blew. Except for everything with Lupin. That was a shame. Love Lupin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I respectfully disagree. But <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. I, I understand where you're coming from. You have, you're very good at articulating your thoughts, so it helps so that everybody at least goes, mm. okay, I get that. Yeah. Uh, you're still a dipshit and a fucker, <laughs> but... Fair. Know. I'll take that. That's true. That's, yeah, but, definitely. Hey, uh, speaking of Sam and Emily, uh, just a little uh, fun tidbit for our listeners. I will be joining... Sam and Emily on Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast uh, probably very soon to when this episode is releasing. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be talking about some very fun stuff uh, around Voldemort and uh, what that motherfucker was getting up to after he tried killing Harry as a baby. Lord Thingy. Lord fucking (laughs) Thingy. So check that out. Uh, Go look up Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast if you haven't already. And uh, I'm sure we'll post about it, you know, when that episode drops. I will enjoy not being able to listen to that for two years or so. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is true. Uh, it's it's a little saddening. Yeah. That, sorry, uh, <laughs> right, what can uh, I do? <laughs> one of our one of our listeners uh, asked if we would do trivia. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, if we would do trivia, like a live trivia, and I was like, well, maybe. Maybe if it was like a up until the end of book five and it was like spoiler free, so it didn't ask questions that related to stuff past, uh, that could be fun. That could be a fun thing to do. What you would want to do it like soon then, like now? I mean, we could. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> We've been here for sixteen hours. Well, no, not right this second now, but I'm just saying like, like soon you know? zach was literally pulling out his phone and typing in like <laughs> harry potter book up to book five quiz no no no, no. <laughs> but uh yeah guys you guys have any final thoughts jake anything you want to add uh no man just that uh you know thank you guys for having me on and dude i'm so glad you're was, here this is so much that was yeah, a good dude. time man it's it's always fun just talking to you guys about you know Hell dumb yeah. shit like harry potter and <laughs> star wars and, uh, oh jake and i have had many an argument over oh yeah and and heated conversations over star wars we, we, oh, yeah. we should do like just a one-off sometime do you do you guys wars. remember here's a little inside baseball for our listeners uh do you guys remember <clears throat> when we all so for everybody at home uh we all used to work together uh, at a retail store and uh that shall not be named there there was <laughs> there was a night where so we closed at 8 p.m and uh, we were all closing together and we were all managers so we did whatever the fuck we wanted did to what we wanted bitch uh and we stayed i don't think this is an exaggeration i think we stayed till like maybe midnight when we were making that star wars list we were just sitting on this on the couches oh, do you guys remember that I, was it really midnight? I was going to say like it was it, it was, was like, like 11 or midnight. Uh Jeez. and we so we <laughs> I I don't have to go super far into like what this list was but like <laughs> we were ranking certain aspects of the the Star Wars I do universe. Remember this. 
Hell yeah. And, you know, like it was like, who had the most influence, who had the best lightsaber skills, so on and so forth. People should know I love to do rankings. Yes. If anyone is listening <laughs> yes, to this podcast, does. I love to rank things. Yeah, it was it was such a rad time. Yeah, so it yeah, it's it's been a long time since all three of us have been able to you know hang out and yeah. talk about some shit. So yeah. uh, we're super glad that you uh, reached out to make a wish foundation <laughs> and, and we got you on. Thank you. No, for real, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, uh, final thoughts. I'm super super excited. This is the point I've been waiting for in this podcast to hear Scott talk Fuck about yeah. Half Blood Prince. And uh, yes. I and Zach both. And yes. So yeah, gonna be a good time. Fuck yeah! Well, with that, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, I believe this is gonna be a two-part uh, episode. So thank you guys for listening to both and following along with the end of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Don't tell me As how always. to edit this bitch. <laughs> As always, go hit us up on the Twitters, on the Instagrams at We Don't Want a Pod. And fucking tell us that you love us. Tell your friends and family to listen to us, especially your grandmas. If you have not already left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. It goes a long way. We would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you guys. 